Your news programme, every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. It is now 7.39 and Russia's role in the war in Syria continues to be debated after President Vladimir Putin announced earlier this month that his country would be winding down its role in the conflict, even declaring the success of military objectives despite the ongoing threat posed by the so-called Islamic State, not to mention as well the complicated overall five-year conflict. So if Russia has met its objectives, what were they? Professor Mark Katz, Professor of Government and Politics at George Mason University, joins us on the line. Thank you for doing so. Good morning. Good morning. So let's start there. What were Russia's aims in Syria when they started airstrikes last September in support of the al-Assad regime? Well, their stated aim was to uh, combat the, uh, uh, the, the jihadists, but I think their, their more important aim was to uh, prevent the Assad regime from uh, being uh, ousted, as it uh, seemed to be possible last summer, and to, uh, to, to bolster it, to help it regain at least uh, some, of, some key territory. And they've done that. What about uh, showing the rest of the world a bit of military strength, especially with other complex scenarios such as that uh, that's been playing out in Ukraine and in Crimea? Well, certainly they have uh, distracted from what was going on in Ukraine, that there was a lot of um, uh, you know, criticism about their actions in Ukraine. I think that they, that they uh, and within the Russian public, I think there was unhappiness. And certainly the, uh, the pivot to Syria, if you will, allowed them to distract their public. And uh, I think that they hoped that there would be uh, greater support uh, from the West uh, in, a, in a joint campaign against terrorism. But I think in this that they were ended up being disappointed. Yet, um, while al-Assad's regime has been strengthened, it is not yet victorious. IS continues to pose a threat. So do a range of other groups in Syria. And the conflict is just as complicated as, as ever. Are there other reasons why Russia would have began to wind down so soon? Could it be for internal reasons? Well, I think part of it was that they, they announced this uh, withdrawal because I think that uh, Assad was getting rather cocky, that yeah, he seemed to think that uh, now uh, with Russian help he would, he would reconquer his entire country. And I think that the Russians simply weren't going to do that. And so by announcing uh, the withdrawal, they, they sort of pulled in his leash and uh, uh, made it clear to him that uh, he doesn't decide whom Russia fights, that uh, Moscow decides that. But Russia was still involved uh, after this announcement in uh, various military activities. It still has a couple of air bases located in the region, and we've, we've heard of developments in Palmyra uh, just over the weekend. So can you explain to us how Russia's role is likely to, to be shaped in the future of this conflict? 
Yes, well, the withdrawal seems to be something of a Potemkin withdrawal. Uh, Putin announced that he was withdrawing the main part of Russian forces in Syria, but he was keeping the naval base and keeping the air base, and of course those are the main part of Russia's forces in Syria. Uh, so uh, it's he's um, you know he, and he's continued to to help the Assad regime, uh, but it's. Uh, uh, certainly, the withdrawal announcement has helped uh, improve the atmosphere in terms of the peace negotiations and working with with America and the West. And I, I just think that, that there's, there's lots of audiences that, that like that announcement, and yet he's obviously uh, still involved. So uh, he, he can have it either way, basically. Uh, and and uh, as, as usual, <laughs> Putin seems to be the the master of confusion, and uh, his advantage is that he can decide things very quickly and unpredictably, and everybody else is left to react. Yeah, certainly doesn't have the same constraints as a U.S. president, for example. But uh, as far as the future of this conflict is concerned, has Russia really done enough to strengthen the Assad government to the extent that they might go on and 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 just remain in power. I guess that's uh, a measure of success for them. Yes. Well, I think that what what they're they're hoping for is that uh, the Assad regime can retain what it has the the Alawite heartland along the Mediterranean coast, uh, Damascus, uh, retake uh, uh, Aleppo. There was whole the major population centers in western Syria, and I think that. That, that's good enough, basically. But of course, Palmyra is actually toward the east, and so maybe they're going to get a little bit more. Uh, but I think that uh, uh, just holding on to the useful bit of Syria is good enough from uh, Moscow's point of view. From the US or outside perspective, the West per se, th that's not going to be acceptable, though, is it, to, to have the Assad regime staying in power in any form? Well, we said it's not going to be acceptable. On the other hand, uh, I think there is genuine concern that if the Assad regime falls, the most likely alternative will be the jihadists. Uh, and so, in fact, I think that there is a fairly uh, quiet calculation that really uh, Assad might be the least worst option, uh, at least for the moment, that we hope to see some kind of change in Syria but that uh, Assad actually uh, is less uh, unacceptable than, than the jihadists would be. So in a sense, can we suggest that Putin's military intervention or Russia's military intervention, maybe those two things are interchangeable, has bought enough time to allow the West to come to a, a position closer to that of Moscow? Well, I think that, that, that the two positions have moved closer. The, the Obama administration had initially called for Assad to step down. Uh, now its, it's his position is more that you know, he should eventually step down. And I think for the Russians, it's, it's not simply that Assad should stay in power indefinitely, but that uh, he, he doesn't have to leave immediately, mm. so that there is some, some room for negotiation. I think from the Russian point of view, what they would like to see is uh, various uh, opposition groups make their peace with the Assad regime and join with it against uh, other opposition uh, groups. But you know, the, the real problem, of course, is that even if uh, Russia and the West 
come to an agreement. It's not clear that they can enforce their agreement on their various uh, uh, allies in Syria and, of course, those groups that are not allied to either. Yeah, one one of the problems that Russia has as well is with uh, Turkey, right? Through through this intervention, tensions were really stirred with Ankara. What's likely to happen now that uh, Russia is at least rolling things back? Well, it's, it's very interesting because... Uh, Certainly, this has been Russia uh, Turkish relations had been really quite successful up until this past November, doing thirty billion dollars of trade a year uh, that uh, the Turkish government was was unhappy with the West, was moving toward Russia, and this deterioration in Russian-Turkish relations would not have happened uh, if the Russians hadn't been flying their aircraft uh, so near the border. This this whole thing was, was needless, it seems to me. Uh, certainly, I think that a, a drawdown of Russian forces helps improve the possibility for improved relations. On the other hand, I don't think that uh, Putin is going out of his way to improve relations with uh, Turkey. And in fact, um, one of the things that he seems to be doing, along with the U.S., of course, are helping the Syrian Kurds. Uh, and I think that in many respects, it's uh, Putin's aim is to uh, isolate Turkey from the West to a certain extent. Well, Kurdish extremists responsible for some of the atrocities recently in Turkey, just to bring that into context for our listeners, uh, it's a hugely complex scenario which obviously does not even solely centre on Syria. So many different interests at play. Thank you for explaining for us Russia's position in this, which uh, obviously is not uh, now entirely as an onlooker, uh, will continue very much uh, as an insider, just uh, on a lesser extent. Professor Katz, great to have you with us. Thank you so very much. Professor Mark Katz from George Mason University. You can email your opinions and any questions you might have to efmthismorning at gmail.com.